gentles and armagers, ladies and lords, and all those who make their own definitions. I'm your host, Baron Andreas, and welcome to a new feature of the MK Storycast, Skadian Voices of Color. When I started the MK Storycast, one of the things I wanted to try and do was make sure that the stories of everyone were told. Diversity, inclusion, and equity are very important to me, and I want the Storycast to reflect that. But I wasn't sure if it was appropriate for me to be guiding those recordings. So I was very happy indeed when my associate, Warder Rashid, stepped up and decided to launch this special MK Storycast series, Skadian Voices of Color. Rashid will be interviewing many people of color in the SCA over the course of the next few months, and we here at the MK Storycast are very pleased to be bringing those interviews to you. When they're ready, they'll be released about halfway between MK Storycast episodes. This inaugural edition features Rashid's interview with Lady Zara, so let's get started. Hello, this is Skadian Voices of Color. The focus of this podcast is to highlight and present persons of color who uh, participate in the Society of Creative Anachronism. We are here to listen to our stories and experiences within the multinational organization while providing insight into the world of those recreating and exploring the current Middle Ages. Uh, my main mundane name is Marshall. Um, within the SCA, I'm known as Warder Rashid Alsana. I've been active uh, active member since uh, 2013, and my main focus within the SCA has been on historical fencing and serving my community as part of its uh, command structure for rapier. So, um... I have a guest today. This is our first podcast, so yay! Yay! Really really cool. So I have, uh, from the far-off lands of uh, Chicagoland, uh, my friend Jessica. Say hi, Jess. Hi. All right, cool. Um, So what we're going to do today is go over a series of questions, just kind of have a casual conversation, and basically what we're going to do is just kind of, you know, chat and figure out where we're going with things. So let's start off like with defining some terminology, like uh, a person of color. So just like tell me a bit about your background. Like what do you do mundanely? And like um, you also got a new position within the Society of Creative Anachronism. So uh, what what is that all about? But let's start with like some of the things you do and like why you're, you know, like why you do what you do as far as outside of the SCA. Okay. Um, so... Officially, I am a technical writer. Mm-hmm. I work at a pharmaceutical company, um, and I'm very interested in issues of equity and inclusion. So as part of my job, I'm also working with the local inclusion council, um, kind of working on just various diversity efforts, diversity initiatives, um, you know, taking taking part in the trainings and trying to help formulate better trainings as far as things like unconscious bias and other equity and inclusion type stuff. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. So for you, like what, how would you define a person of color? Like, what would you, how would you say that? Um. So I feel like here it's mostly just non-Caucasian mm-hmm. people. Um. Sometimes people get a little bit more specific and they'll say uh, like a black person of color and they'll abbreviate it. B L P O C, but usually when people say P O C, it's 
pretty inclusive yeah. to just non-Caucasian. Yeah, I would say. yeah. That's uh, essentially when I was looking up online. Webster Dictionary says that it is a individual who is not part of the dominant, typically Western European culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's a pretty good like baseline for what that means. So you think that's a pretty good working definition? Yeah, I think for here, for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So yeah, so that got a little heavy, but not necessarily all that crazy. So uh, <laughs> let's go on a few questions and just go over a few things about yourself. So um, what's your full SEA name or your full persona name, I should say? Uh, so it's actually in flux. Um, <laughs> I kind of figured that. Yeah. So I started uh, Astrid Yimmerstoder, which is very, very Norse. Very. Um, and I'm switching over to uh, Zara. Zara. And then yeah. my new last name will be Tasife, which is um, Ethiopian. Cool, cool. What, um, what, what century do you... I do 14th, 14th, 14th century Ethiopian empire. Cool. Cool. So what like drew you to that? Like, why did you, why did you decide to that? Was it just because of your, you know, your ethnic background or was it because like you're really, really just passionate about that culture or is it a combination of both? Like what? Probably both. Um, I started with Norse because I felt like it was accessible and there Mm -hmm. was a lot of research available. Um, And eventually when I shifted to Ethiopian, it was something exciting, something I didn't know a lot about. Um, My background played into it some, Mm -hmm. but I mean, my background is pretty varied. So really it was was kind of about learning more about a culture I might not have learned much about without the SCA. Okay. All right. I I did a very similar thing when I was trying to hammer down my persona because it's it's middle eastern it's uh, it's turkish in particular but i still don't know a ton but i'm really excited about <laughs> learning about it so yeah it's super cool yeah, so how, how how'd you get involved with this crazy crazy group of our friends like <laughs> what 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 got you into the sca how'd you how'd you get here so i didn't know the sca existed when oh, i was younger um I really loved going to run fairs mm-hmm. um, but i've always been a huge history nerd and somebody was telling me about um a group of people that, hey, you know, maybe they enjoy going to run fairs too. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it was kind of all just kismet from there. I, I went to my local group mm-hmm. and I realized that what we do is very different, but in all of the ways I wanted. Cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I, very similar path for me as well. Like I, when I was a kid, I used to go up to the Michigan Ren Fair. And I enjoyed the heck out of that. That was amazing. Apparently, turkey legs are not, period. Oh, no. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, like, as far as, like, your activities and as far as the SCA are concerned, like, what are some of the things you do? Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) I think this is where I would kind of laugh and say everything, but Mm -hmm. it it feels like that. Um, So, I guess I I am very service-oriented. Okay. Um, Retaining was kind of the first way that I really got to meet people um i enjoy cooking mundanely and so i'm interested in that um but i've gotten more into kind of the equity and inclusion stuff as time has gone on as i've kind of seen the need for it in our community so that's more where i sit now a lot of classes with that um round tables discussions and then like you said i have a new officer position associated with that so that's pretty pretty like why do you feel and i this is just a general question because i I get people that look at you know i I tell them what i was planning on doing like why do you feel like inclusion and and making sure that people's voices are heard is important i mean so i guess the the easy answer would be because we should care what everyone thinks and we should take into account what everyone thinks Mm -hmm. But on kind of just a more 
general level, um, we are a community that really benefits mm-hmm. from diversity of not only our members, but of the personas that they do. Mm-hmm. The more we have to explore, the richer our events become. We can have classes in areas that we couldn't offer classes in before because we didn't have the subject matter experts before. Um, And we're bringing people from all backgrounds together and it allows us to grow our population, which I think is always a concern when you have a club like ours. Yeah. yeah. And have you had any pushback about that? Anything that you've Um, noticed about that position in particular as far as like trying to include more cultures, include more perspectives, include more people, you know, people that are outside of the, the, the dominant culture? Um, so it's, it's been hard, I think. I think there's definitely been pushback. This is a new position. It's, the, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's literally the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer. And um, it's society-wide, and it's brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people are still wondering what to expect. Okay. They're kind of wondering how that's going to manifest itself. Um, so there's been some pushback as far as that's concerned, but I think it's people really trying to pin down what this means okay. for us as a society. Yeah. Cause I feel like at the end of the day, people do want to do things that are positive. Absolutely. And I think what happens is that we get lost in the minutia as far as like mm-hmm. all these little tiny things that we're trying to focus on to make sure that every single thing gets done, which is that's impossible it's impossible yeah like you you can work towards that but if it ends up being a distraction then it it really doesn't end up helping the 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 cause it's true yeah so um yeah so yeah so you mostly focus on service that's awesome um as far as like nerddom in general like what are some (laughs) of the things that you do outside of the sca like what are some of your favorite things oh i'm just kind of your your general fantasy tolkien-esque nerd um when I first got in, I was like, archery. I've always wanted that. <laughs> uh, I game. Um, I still do that to, to some degree. Cool. Um, it, I don't know. Really, I read a lot. Again, that, that Tolkien-esque um, sci-fi mm-hmm. is wonderful. And I really like kind of the popular films surrounding that. Um, okay. Very, very general general nerddom cool i think we we all have a lot of that coming yeah. into the SCA. no that's kind of like that's the low-hanging fruit like it really <laughs> is like all right oh so you like dungeons and dragons huh all right cool right. Or, or oh you like magic the gathering neat right like yeah and and i think it's because people like if you're involved with the SCA, you generally have an interest in things historical and things gamey it's true. Yeah. Well, so. and what's nice about that is you kind of already have something in common off the bat. So yeah. It's that common ground. So even when we're talking about issues of equity and inclusion, where it can be a little tricky sometimes, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a connection there. Yeah. So it's that's an, cool. It's an opportunity to really connect with people, not distance. Mm-hmm. So, like, what do you think are going to be some of your biggest biggest struggles as far as the office? Like, what do you think, like, you know, I already kind of talked about pushback, but like, what are some things specifically mm. that you think is going to be a big, like, stumbling block? Um, so we are dealing with marginalized groups that are mostly m- minorities in terms of numbers. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be about trying to get their voices heard And some of those marginalized groups I'm a member of and some I'm not. Mm -hmm. And either way, it's going to be about me seeking what they need and then finding a way to build a framework that works for everyone 
And since we are such a huge organization, yeah. what works for everyone is going to be very, very different from place yeah. to place, kingdom to kingdom. Like even down to barony to barony. It's and, true. Yeah. And on that, like, like which uh, what's your local barony you play with? Like, what's their name um, and... You know, how are you involved? So I am in the Barony of Ayrton, which is the Chicago uh, region. It's very big. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chicago is very trafficy. Yes. So it feels bigger when you're in traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I help uh, our Baron and Baroness, uh, Gareth and Hillary, as a member of their staff. Wonderful people. Yes, they are. They are awesome. And it's it's really cool because we are, you know, we're a major metropolitan area. Mm-hmm. It is very diverse. It's a great area to kind of look at some of the strategies for, you know, shifting recruitment or yeah, yeah it's it's a it's a very cool area to be in the SCA in. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Like I've I've visited and it's like, wow, this is completely different than Fort Wayne, Indiana. Right, but yeah. we're all part of the same kingdom. I know. And so beautiful. that's how it's it gets so complicated to kind of what works for everyone, right? And that's the thing, like trying to figure out a, a, a common ground as far as like, you know, I like what you said about going in and like finding the, the marginalized groups and, and hearing their voices and letting their voices be heard instead of dictating to them mm-hmm. like, like this is how it should be done. That's something that I think a lot of allies struggle with. Mm. Yeah. That they they don't realize that they're getting you know they're not they've lost the original focus so right. it can happen it's not you know it's human nature right it it's you know they're not being evil they're just no they lost they lost their focus for a little bit like hey hey let's re let's redirect let's do this like right over here this is don't forget what we're doing <laughs> well and so few of us are not an ally. I mean, so I am both a member of a marginalized group and also an ally to other marginalized mm-hmm. groups. And it's always a learning process yeah. on how to be a better ally yeah. to other people. And I can build on my experiences, but sometimes it's challenging. It is a challenge. Like it really is like trying yeah. to balance your own personal things that you're working on versus, you know, an entirely different group or groups mm-hmm. trying to find that common ground. is like a really tough thing. And keeping your perspective separated mm-hmm. so that you can say, Hey, this is how I would react, but I'm not where you are. Yeah. So I need to put how I feel on the back burner and really listen to what you need from me. Yeah. Sometimes so, that's it's it's hard. It is. Like and and it's one of those things where you see someone you're just like, "Hey, oh my god, this is amazing. This is really cool. I want to help and show you things and like I got to really know that person before mm-hmm. like I just assume that they want to just like do all the things like that's just generally speaking. Right. Like I I I I I catch myself. So funny thing is how often do you see persons of color in your local group or in the kingdom and how does that make you feel um i've seen i think more people of color uh today than three or four years ago and i i feel like i continue to see more as time goes on which is really heartening um when i first joined there was only a handful of people Mm -hmm. that i knew who were people of color um and I feel like we all immediately like <laughs> met and hey, hey, you're here, I'm here, just letting you know if you need anything. Um, <laughs> which I mean, on some I level, think was that's kind of cool, how I right? met. I remember that's how I met you. I'm just that like, might be, yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> I think we were at a maybe a crown tournament, no a coronation, and I'm just like, oh, look, a no- ooh, a black person. I know. <laughs> 
Hello. Well, and you you totally, you know, you don't want to tokenize, but at the same time, you're like, just so you know, <laughs> I'm here too. So if you need anything. It's a it's always a weird, it's a weird dynamic, but not a bad one. It's true. Yeah. So it, going back to recruiting, because you kind of touched on it earlier, mm-hmm. like, what do you do personally to like maybe encourage or or show like persons of color what the essay is about? Because some of the negative Things have come out in the last recent years, last couple of years, have, you know, hasn't helped. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, so visibility is mm-hmm. important to me. Um, you know, I try to, on a personal level, I post a lot of pictures. I enjoy taking pictures, so that works. Yeah. Um, and I have been encouraging people to kind of send pictures of themselves into put on our official promotional materials okay. because we really do need people to know, Hey, we're here already. Mm-hmm. Um, we are not, not doing this. No. Um, we're here and you might not see us because, you know, some of our promotional materials are outdated or we're in the process of updating it or, you know, what have you. They need a, re- they've, they've needed a refit fresh for a little while. Um, I also think recruitment could really benefit from looking at kind of, underserved communities and Mm -hmm. cultural centers and underserved communities like we have in chicago um an africa house international there's various museums i think reaching out to them and seeing if there would be an area where we could do maybe not a full demo but have a have a table set up offer brochures right like i said i didn't find the sca until mm-hmm. I was in my mid twenties, yeah, and it's definitely something same, that I would have been here. super into in college. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think when I was a kid, there was a local group that came into my middle school mm-hmm. and did some like medievaly things. It <laughs> could have been the SCA. I don't remember, but it clearly didn't stick. For it you did. Then. It like I remember it, but it it wasn't like wow. I need to do that. Right. That's so cool. But like I saw it much later in life after you know after college and moving to Fort Wayne and going. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 friend just randomly invites me to a fencing practice. I'm just like, oh, this is cool. I like this. Yeah. I can I can do this. So, um, as far as like any unique situations or issues as a person of color, like like that you've encountered in the SCA, like Oof. like <laughs> like did have you had any? Because oh, I've, yeah. I've talked to a few people. They're like, oh, not really anything. I'm like. Really? Like really? Yeah. Ooh, I, wow. Um, like I personally have uh, that. It's it's one of those things where if I'm traveling, and I'm going through these little little towns, mm. especially here in Indiana, I'm like, oof. <laughs> it's always in the back of my mind. Yeah. Um, People just assume I'm part of the Nation of Islam, so they don't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's scary too. Sometimes. I know, right? I'm just that's a that's a thought, right? Right. It's always. I feel like it's it's a concern that. Maybe people don't realize that people of color have. Yeah. Um, it's it, they, because they don't, they have the benefit, they right. have the privilege, I'm using the word. You're using the word. Um, of not having to deal with that. It's true. Yeah. It, it's true. It's um, I have definitely run into several issues. I mean, I and a lot of them are not things that people would consider major. Mm-hmm. Um, Subtle. When we talk about the concept of microaggressions, or sometimes people call them micro inequities, people don't realize how wearing it is to yeah. kind of get that same same little pinprick every yeah. day. I get it, mistaken a lot for um, the other black women in our kingdom. Oh, of which there are like five. Yeah, 
And I look nothing like Absolutely them. nothing no. like them. And so <laughs> the first couple times it's funny. And then by the fifth or sixth time it's you're exhausting. being mistaken. It is. It's exhausting. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm officially a Tariq. Oh, uh, Saba, of course you are. <laughs> um, like just uh, all these like those guys look nothing alike no. and they look nothing like me yet nothing it is a constant thing oh oh uh, milan to uh sammy of course i'm like hello your excellency like no 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 crowns <laughs> no no cornet that's well and, and it's a million it's a the, all the little statements um sometimes people who mean well will mm-hmm. kind of do the is is this offensive to you? And I'm like, well, it wasn't until now. You. Until now, it is. <laughs> now I, I didn't realize that that's where you were coming from. <laughs> um, and again, people mean generally. People mean well. They do. Like I constantly get like, well, you know, you're really well spoken. I'm like, mm-hmm. like, what does that mean? English is. Yeah. is a constant thing for me being a writer and then hearing you know oh you speak such good english and i'm like well that's all i speak yeah. so hello i'm from america one hopes yeah one well, hopes my english would be good being right. you know <laughs> having it as my first language <laughs> it's, um it's what i only speak <laughs> i don't speak other languages it's true and it's hard mm-hmm. it really is um and i think people really underestimate the wear and tear just on your person that it takes to yeah. deal with that kind of uncomfortable situation and laugh it off three or four times a week. Now, here's an interesting perspective. Like, I get this a lot myself, is that within the SEA, we are dealing with nerds, and nerds, to a certain extent, feel ostracized mm-hmm. within the mm-hmm. greater community, which I don't think it's as... Less, a- less more. Like, and this, it seems, that seems less accurate now. No, but everyone's they, a nerd. Yeah, that's uh, everybody. It's cool to be a nerd now, but there's still that us versus them, the outsider mentality. I and I think that within the SEA, because of that existing, mm-hmm. they somehow feel like, well, I can't be racist or have you know, or you know, not you know, I, I I'm automatically an ally because I'm a nerd. I'm like, um. mm. and see, that's one of the things I want to be really careful of. Mm-hmm dealing with issues of equity and inclusion because i mean we're not just talking about issues of race i know we've got accessibility we've got class we've got um the lgbtq plus community i mean it's really or sexual orientation and 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 gender identity is is a is a big thing and it's one of those things that it can't be ignored in different communities and different even minority groups interact with those other groups right in a different manner it's true and yeah. we need to be we need to be aware we need to keep intersectionality at the heart yeah. of what we do and how we interact with each other and understand that my perspective as a marginalized person does not give me all of the knowledge yeah. to then you see the world from your perspective. Yeah, you can't speak for all minorities. It's like, true. I, I that's something that I constantly struggle with in the SCA when people are being people assume well. we can though like, right? oh, okay how do you as a black person how do you feel about I'm like I, I, as a I can speak like Marshall or Rashid can speak about it right. but right. I, I, I can't speak for the whole of blackdom right <laughs> <laughs> that's just not fair well at the next meeting we'll discuss no. yeah well, I mean we I, I joke about that too like oh yeah I'll discuss <laughs> that in the black nerd meeting the blurred the blurred meeting the yes. blurred yeah. every Wednesday 7 p.m. so like over your time in the SEA, what are some of your favorite things you've learned, like just in general? Uh, so 
all of the research I've done into Ethiopian history has been amazing. Okay. It's it's really an area that I had never focused on in school. I I knew next to nothing about mm-hmm. its history. And it's just such a cool region. I mean, it's just it, yeah, it's even, such a even cool today region. it's a fantastic thing to study. Yes. Yeah. And um there there was a war going on there very recently that has ended within the last couple of years. Yeah. It means that travel there has become much more plausible. And so we're yeah. actually looking at that. Because a few years ago, that future. was like a no. no. <laughs> it was a no-go. Yeah. You could maybe, you could do, you know, Addis Ababa, but you could not do any of the really outlying do. regions. Yeah. Um, so that's been really cool. Uh, I feel like I learned something new all the time. Cool. I knew nothing about archery mm-hmm. before the SCA. I constantly am learning things about um, brewing, um, winemaking, just yeah. brewing, very venting. random. Yeah. Yes. And it's things that I didn't know that I cared about. And then people start talking about them. And I'm kind of like, oh, wait, that's really cool. So people's passion. Absolutely. Is like one of the things that inspires you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It really drives my interest in things to see people so enthusiastic about what they love. I know. I, I took a class about. Uh, yesterday about fighting with a short stick and that oh. the person teaching it was a good friend of mine, Jorsa. I know he's going to listen to this. So. Shout out. Yeah, shout <laughs> out. Um, went over it and just the passion the man had. Mm-hmm. And the passion the man had to, to teach that. And you know, and there was a, a lady that sat in the class and she's like, oh, I can't do it. Like, yeah, you can. Just get up there. Just do it. And, and I think that's an attitude that we as a society, not just within the society of creative anachronism, but as a society, we should really take on is like, hey, hey, let's just do it. Let's see what happens. Right. You fail, whatever. I love that we encourage that. Yeah. I do. Because, you know, not everything is for everyone. No, and you might try something out and go, how do you know? How do you know until you like, at how least do you, you know? You just kind of do it. It's true. So what advice do you have for persons of colors that want to join the SCA? Um... I mean, honestly, I want to say jump right in. Mm -hmm. I know that there's some trepidation there. I know there is. And there's no way to kind of divorce that. Yeah, you can't put a kibosh on that. You just kind of... you can't because we are a microcosm of society. Yeah. And there are problematic aspects of our society. And you're going to find that in any organization, any group of people. Yeah. but I have found the SCA to be incredibly welcoming. It's it's amazing. It's a it's a community that I wouldn't trade for anything. Yeah. And I think giving it the chance, perhaps reaching out to other people of color mm-hmm. within the SCA to kind of get the advice, um, get the perspective, get a baseline, and then get to know people before you go in. So it, it doesn't feel as alienating to kind of walk in okay. and potentially be... Now, what about those who aren't persons of color? Like, what advice would you have for them for attracting more people that aren't part of the greater European-focused uh, groups, you know, the dominant groups? I think really being aware of being inclusive. Mm-hmm. Look at the language. Don't if someone is doing something a little bit differently than you would, if people are pursuing a persona that you haven't seen before, um, being excited or enthusiastic, being welcoming about it rather than, you know, Oh, Hey, I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can do that. There's no reason to be negative. Mm -hmm. If people are still learning, if they're still kind of figuring out where they are and what they want to do, I think the worst thing you can do is be discouraging. Um, Well, that came up in one of the classes you were teaching. A mm-hmm. fellow, like, you know, white guy. He was just like, hey, 
I'm just a dude. I I don't know any of this stuff. Like, what right. what do I do? Like, right. you know, there's something the guy's you know trying to learn something that's beyond his scope. Well, how would you approach that if this person wasn't a person of color? Right. <laughs> I always like to encourage people um, in terms of a, a path forward. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, I see you're doing this. It looks really cool. Have you considered this too? Yeah. Because I think you would like it. And, and, and that kind of puts the ball on their yeah. court as far as they can say, all right, that sounds cool. I'm going to look or into it. Or even better, like redirecting them to someone that you know right. would have a better idea of how Help to Help them it. form connections. Yeah. And that, and that to me encourages the greater community. It's, so I agree with that completely. Yeah. So did you have anything else to add? No. no okay. Cool. Great. Cool. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. So thank, thank you for you know let me interview you it's been really great Thank i really you for having me yeah i really enjoyed <laughs> our discussion today so yeah so now this concludes our podcast today i would love to talk to more of you so be sure to contact me in the email it's going to be it's going to be on the page um that will be posted on the page there also if you have any questions for me or any of the guests that are coming on do not hesitate reach out i'll be glad to assist so uh with that said um, let's just call this one a day Thanks to Lady Zara for being interviewed, and I'm sure all our listeners join me in looking forward to the next interview Rashid will be conducting. If you would like to be interviewed for a Skadian Voices of Color episode, or record a story for the MK Storycast, please visit us by searching for the MK Storycast page on Facebook and send us a message, or visit us at mkstorycast.com. If you would like to support our work, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash mkstorycast, where you can choose from a variety of tiers to help us in our mission to record the history of the Middle Kingdom and the SCA. Your support helps us by enabling us to travel, record, produce, and host this podcast. Thanks to everyone who supports us as a patron. This interview was conducted, recorded, and produced by Warder Rashid Alsana, with additional recording and production by Andreas Blackwood. The music for Skadian Voices of Color episodes was written and recorded by Rashid Alsana, as was the Skadian Voices of Color logo. The MK Storycast, including episodes of Skadian Voices of Color, is an independent production from a paper muse and is no way affiliated with or beholden to the Society for Creative Anachronism or any of its ruling bodies. Until we next meet, thank you for listening. See you soon, and don't forget, everyone has a story.